Welcome to Series 3 of the Conformance Cast with EQMS expert Tim Aiken. The Conformance Cast is produced by A2LA Workplace Training. For more helpful resources on standards and conformance, visit a2lawpt.org. Welcome to the Conformance Cast by A2LA Workplace Training. Uh, we're here again with Tim Aiken from Qualtrics talking about QMS systems. Uh, and I have a couple of fresh questions, a couple of fresh topics. So I will dive right in if you don't mind, Tim. Yeah, looking forward to it. Let's do it. All right. So besides meeting the requirements of a standard, which, of course, is a very important aspect of what a QMS does, whether it's paper or digital. Uh, how can a QMS help an organization? So really, it's, it's all about confidence. Um, most of your employees don't really know specifically why we're doing that one thing the standard tells us to do, right? Mm -hmm. They really only care about the work that they are doing. And I'll, I'll share an example. We used to joke uh, at the lab that I... Uh, well, both labs that I worked at, um, that we spent more time documenting what we did in uh, while we were testing than actually testing anything. Uh, and that's because we were just documenting a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Our QC checks in the morning before we ever start. Our lot numbers that we use for sampling and testing and preparation and the instruments and the methods and the technical reviews, right? All of that is required by the standard, sure, but it gives me confidence in the job that I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're looking at this this job, right? I was a forensic drug chemist and that directly affects a person's life, right? If I'm yeah, given something- Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm given something, I test it, I write a report, you know, that's entered into a record for court. And based on that, somebody's life is affected. So I want to be absolutely sure, and I'm just speaking for myself here, of course, but I want to be absolutely sure that there is no way that it could be something different or that I came to a wrong conclusion, right? So when I testify in court to my result, I needed to be able to back that up. And what all of that documentation gave me, you know, irrelevant to whether or not we're accredited or under a standard, right? What having that QMS and having that documentation gives me confidence in that result, right? So if that's a good thing or a bad thing, it goes both ways, right? So mm -hmm. I have minimum standards, that I have to meet. If it doesn't meet that, we we don't deviate from it. And I always felt like that was such a positive thing, just from from my perspective, right? The the right of anyone to come in, question my work, and make sure that I followed my procedures. Um, you know, did I QC that instrument? Did I QC my reagents? You know, did I verify all of my suppliers? A good QMS, regardless of of ISO or anything else, is going to facilitate that conversation and make it easier to not only know what to do, but then to demonstrate you did everything according to that. Um, so for me, you know, it's not about the role. It's not about the, the standard. It's just about confidence in that result. Um, you certainly don't need third-party accreditation to do that, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have that third-party assessor who comes in and says, yeah, they did all of these things and they meet this, then your result is that much more trustworthy and, and you can have so much more confidence in that. Um, now, as a completely other side uh, uh, 
you know, product of this. You know, we also saw with COVID this year, um, having an electronic system, an electronic platform that can be accessed while you're not physically at work was also a huge plus, right? So a completely different twist on this. You can still get work done. You can still get things accomplished. You can pull it into this platform and, and have it there available for you to use. So lots of different things that you can, that a QMS is really going to be helpful for, um, regardless of kind of how you go about it or, or what it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, what that long-term third-party assessment is used for or not. Yeah, we discussed that pretty extensively with Michelle, my last guest. Uh, she has served both uh, assessor and consultant roles. And she was saying, oh boy, what we really should have been telling these people about keeping all of their records digitally is you never know when a pandemic could happen because that has turned out to be so important for uh, labs keeping on track with their compliance and, and all of the assessments having to be done remotely and all that. So that unexpectedly has become so incredibly important. Um, I Something occurred to me as you were talking about sort of the the arduous, I guess, that makes it sound too negative, but the process <laughs> of, uh, of keeping all of these records as you're simultaneously, you know, doing the actual work. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen situations where the sort of fatigue of keeping records has made it more difficult for people to maintain those records? consistently and also like i know that this uh certainly must happen are people tempted to bend the rules if the record keeping is too difficult um man that is such a good question <laughs> um i i don't i don't think people are tempted to bend the rules at least i haven't seen that experience in my lab uh or in the places that i've worked um i, I do think I think fatigue is is a real thing. Um, you know, the amount of information you're capturing is is real. I think what it in turn does it's it's kind of slightly nuanced. I think what it actually does uh, is it makes changing what you're doing that much more difficult, mm. right? Um, so, you know, if I've got to capture twenty things before I start testing, if I now have to capture twenty two, right now I'm I'm more hesitant to want to take on more of those things because we're already doing the others. Uh, so I think it, it it's just something to be more aware of than anything else. You know, what are, what are we asking for? Um, and, uh, you know, I, the way I look at it is you should always be looking at the things that you're doing within a lab, right? It's that constant improvement part of your laboratory organization. Um, just because you're doing something now doesn't mean that that's the way that it should be done from here on out, right? So if there are better ways to be doing it, we should be looking at that and evaluating. Um, but no, I, I don't think it necessarily gives you a, a want to skirt those rules. I, th I think in most places that I've seen, they, you know, it's it's pretty prevalent what the reason is that you're doing them and what that gives you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's also within the standard, there's things like technical and, and administrative review where you're reviewing each other's work and, and holding people accountable. I think if you didn't have those accountability checks, it might be easier to forget, you know, willingly or unwillingly mm -hmm. to do something. Um, so, you know, the, the standard does a pretty good job of making sure that 
one, you do it, and then two, it's checked that you did it just in case. So yeah, great question though. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so what, in your opinion, uh, are some good indicators for organizations that it might be time to move from a paper system of documents and records to a digital QMS? Yeah, I think this piggybacks kind of on your your last question pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, I, I think if we're really honest here, I, I don't think that there's going to be one singular event that tells you it's time to switch, right? I think this is a, a slow build over time. Um, I also think that you're seeing a bigger trend towards uh, an electronic system nowadays, just because that is that is kind of the future and it's so much easier. Um, so for me, I think it's mostly just about uh, tracking de- uh, data points and paying attention to what you're being asked to do. And so I, I always recommend a pretty simple exercise that you can do. And it's, it's really just paying attention to what you're asked to do. Um, so start writing down and, and just on a, a pad of paper is more than fine. It doesn't have to be fancy, um, but just write down on a sheet of paper what you were asked to do, how long it took, and maybe even like where was the thing that you were looking for. So like if, if I'm being asked to go update a document, how long did it take me to go from start to finish and how many people are involved with that? How much total time did it take me to do that? Uh, same thing with corrective actions, right? How long am I working on those? Did I find everything I needed? You know, was it where I expected it? Uh, how long were you tracking down info compared to actually doing that quality initiative, right? If you start visualizing that data and putting numbers to it, um, that's where I think you'll start to see, okay, I think we can make improvements here. So the real benefit is really going to be where if I can repurpose that time into improving my system or doing uh, other things to help improve my laboratory, then that's where you can really start to imagine possibilities. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this real quick story about the first lab I ever worked for. I remember I was, I was brand new to a lab. It was, we were 17025 accredited and uh, we had been for years and we were coming up for our, our reassessment. And we had our external assessors coming in. And I remember for about a month before the assessors came out, they went into this office room with all of these just binders full of of records. And they would pull a binder down and manually review it all to make sure everything was there. And then they would go to the next one and do it. And we're talking like wall shelving units full of these binders. And I remember like at that time I was I was new and I, I still remember thinking, man, that is a lot of time that they're spending doing that, right? And uh, I, I have a feeling, it, you know, that's a pretty obvious one, but I have a feeling that if you do that and you just take an objective look back, you'll find, okay, why why are we actually doing this and do I have to do it that way? Um, you know, could something be done differently and could we save that time and dedicate it to something else? Um, so I think, you know, it's all about finding that efficiency, figure out where it is. And then if you find enough of those, you'll think, okay, so there is a better way we can do this. Let me, let me go figure out who can help us do that. Yeah. I think everyone was convinced, uh, that when we started storing documents digitally, that that problem would go away. And by that, I just mean when you took your paper and turned it into a PDF and put it in a file on your computer, 
Yeah. I think everyone thought that that was going to solve all your problems with the boxes of paper. Uh, yeah. But I know that I, so I'm 30. Most of my working life has been done with computers. And the amount of time I have spent going through computer files, looking for documents that were not named correctly, even though I had the search feature, things that had weird titles or things that were just thrown in weird defunct files. Uh, same thing, same, yeah. same process where you have to take everything out just in a digital space, look at it, put it back. So uh, yeah. I think that is really a, an important difference that you have to understand between just having all of the stuff on your computer and actually having a QMS system to keep it organized. Yeah. And, and, you know, the lab that I worked at with this system, right, they're still 17025 accredited. They still have a QMS that is getting them to that point, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's nothing necessarily wrong with any of those. As long as you have the records, it's, it's there and you can demonstrate it. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we go back to what we said in episode one, where we're talking about how can you improve on that with a dedicated solution like Qualtrics, right? We've got a platform that's designed around reporting. So it's not so much about just physically capturing the record, right? You can do that anywhere. It's more about when it comes time for that assessment, how easy can we make it to when, you know, they ask me for a corrective action that we did four years ago, how easy can I pull that up, give it to them and show them exactly what we did and that it followed that procedure, right? That's where the real wins start to come in with a dedicated solution. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully the people listening are thinking, you know, yeah, I do that. I see, you know, we've got this electronic file structure that we use, but I'm having trouble finding stuff. You know, that's where we really want to focus the the time on um, making the improvements for sure. Uh, I have some other questions about advantages of a QMS, but I'm going to save those for next time. Uh, so join us in two weeks. We'll be talking to Tim again about digital QMS systems and all related topics. Thanks for listening to the Conformance Cast. Thank you for listening to the Conformance Cast. Please remember to subscribe, and if you're enjoying our content, consider leaving a rating or review. Visit a2lawpt.org for more information on conformance, metrology, and how you can implement a conformant quality management system.